Hey, guys, don't forget, January 11th at 1 p.m. at the UNC Charlotte Student Union Movie Theater, Cheap Seat Reviews Live. We will be live streaming as well as posting on YouTube. For more information, go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And today we are talking about Silence of the Lambs. Well, before, before I say uh, any more about that and who I am and anything else, I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody listening and to all listeners. Um, just uh, last year was great. It was the inaugural, 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 inaugural year of our, our fine podcast, our, our mediocre podcast. Uh, so, I think that's just, that's giving it a little bit too much credit too. <laughs> yeah, our, our um, if we had some almost it, it would be great. acceptable podcast. Uh, yeah, our, yeah. Um, okay, I'll buy it. Almost, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, you'll allow it. Thanks. <laughs> um, all right, whatever this is, it is that. And so I just want to say, Happy New Year! Twenty fifteen is going to be great. We're uh, we're starting off with this episode, and then um, within a few short days, we're going to do a live episode. Um, I. I hope you all can come. Uh, if not, uh, we do. We are doing a live stream. Uh, I'll be posting that link on our Facebook page, on, on Cheap Seat Reviews, and everywhere else. It's going to be all over the place. So if you can't come, please join us that way. We will be doing tweeting. I will tweet, uh, or you can tweet us. Uh, hashtag CSR Live. Okay, hashtag CSR Live. And uh, if you hashtag, if you tweet towards us, at us, I should say. Well, uh, I'll try to, you know, respond or whatever if I can, if, you know, if, if, if my computer hasn't caught on fire and everything is, you know, <laughs> or we'll dodge it like the plague. That's right. So, so there you go. So anyway, now that I've said all of that, uh, and, uh, yes, I am Sean Allred and joining me tonight is Chad face mask Evans. Oh, you got it. Was, was really, was it really warranted? No, I don't know if it was warranted, but it, it happened. It's creepy Chad, you just need to face the facts. So that's your name. Yep. Just accept the 15-yard penalty just... and just uh, move on. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say something funny, but I forgot what it was. Mm. Well, that happens. Cornelius, he likes his lamb chops bloody, Logan. And, and screaming. <laughs> with, some, with some nice uh, uh, Mozart playing in the background. I don't know if that was actually Mozart. I didn't listen to it, but, you know, whatever. And Sam puts the lotion on his skin, Vector. Or else it gets the hose again. That's right. So big pull up a big comfy chair, and let's dive into this episode. Um, yeah, so uh, Silence so, of the Lambs. What, what is this movie there, Sean? Well, gosh, you don't even give me a chance to intro it. Fine. You don't want to hear me talk. No, you I, only... want, I don't want to hear you talk. I'd rather hear somebody with a sweet voice and a fine demeanor Give well, us the uh, lowdown of well, this Well, it, it's funny that you say sweet voice because um, uh, Catherine 
poor sweet dear Catherine was as sick as humanly possible <laughs> when she recorded this. So Oh, and she's still recorded. What so a trooper. She is a trooper and recorded it. Um so when you listen to this and go, who in the world is that? Yes, this is in fact uh Catherine. The silence of the lambs. Holy crap. A young FBI cadet must confide in an incarcerated and manipulative killer to receive his help on catching another serial killer who skins his victims. Yep, that was Catherine. Yeah. Not James Earl Jones. Uh, wow. Yep. That's, That's a nice like man there, Billy. Do what? <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, so, oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, Catherine. So, thank you, Catherine, for, for being a trooper. Yes. And, and um, dying. <laughs> yeah. Lending, <laughs> lending the last moments. Literally, we did about four takes, and that was the last oh. one because she could do no more. Uh, she literally, she like literally, she literally at that point just kind of waved the, the white flag. Would you stick her in a hole in the ground and, and make her do it until, uh, you know, until uh, you took her out? No, I would not do that. Because I don't have a sure. microphone cable long enough to reach down there. Um, <laughs> because that's the only reason why. Uh, so, yeah. So, 1991's Silence of the Lambs. This thing won like a thousand Oscars. Uh, it's oh, one yeah. of only, I think, three films to, to be a horror film to win Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, Jaws and The Exorcist I, being I totally did a, a double take while I was watching it, though. Because I had to find out what year it was made. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was guessing 1985, 86. Yeah, I was yeah. very mm-hmm. surprised that this was a 90s movie. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Ted, Ted Levine, that's his name. He looks like he should have yeah. been in uh, like a, a hairband from the 80s. Yeah. Like you could, I could, you could have put him in a Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think he would have fit in. Um, <laughs> of course, I know him mostly complete from... with. Com- Complete with his uh, his wardrobe. Yeah, there absolutely. Uh, I know him mostly from Monk, the TV show that was on USA, um, and that that voice of his is just weird and unique. And um, was he was he in uh, Usual Suspects? I don't think so. Was he the guy they were meeting at the in California? No. Uh, no, that was the guy from The Mask. Which is yeah. Okay, so I'm two different. Ra- 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 rapey okay. dude from Pulp Fiction. Okay. Well, that's what he was. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Great character definition right there. Lovely. Well, whatever. I don't know his name. Zed. Zed. Yeah, Zed. Good job. Oh, hell, Zed. Oh. Who's Zed? Zed's dead. That's... Anyway, so. Anyway. Um, what the hell was I talking about? It was my turn to talk. Oh. Show notes. Show notes. It's Chad's turn. Uh, actually, yeah. Well, Chad. We well, he made it five minutes, guys. On show notes. Good. Good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're at eight minutes. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's still a new year, but we're going to continue the format uh, as the same. So, Chad. No, oh, I thought we'd you know mix it up and let Corny go first. Okay, Corny. I was just kidding. I, I like oh. my going first. Oh, okay. Is the is the uh, the OCD part of you saying that you surprise? Have... Yeah. No, I just like going first. Oh, Chad, please go first. Tell oh, me. Thank you. When was the last time you saw it? Uh, if this is this is this the first time viewing for any of us? Actually, I uh, I never watched the movie. I, Quit just, pro quo, Chad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would make for a really bad podcast. So, um, actually, first make, time, actually, I think it'd make it for an interesting podcast if someone had not seen it before. Yeah, you know. But go ahead, please, Chad. Continue. I remember many, many, many moons ago. Um, it might have been when actually this movie came out. I mean, it was the first. It was first on TV. 
I was going to say, was, not when this came out, you would have been nine. nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Lord. I know your dad was, was interesting, but I don't think he would make you go watch this at nine. No, no. No, it wasn't. That wasn't the <laughs> first time I watched it. That was the first time I had. Family trip had... to the movies. Do you want to watch a goofy movie or Silence of the Lambs? Okay. Uh... Oh, it's about lambs. Lambs are cute. Yeah, let's watch that. It's got a farm. <laughs> it's got a big butterfly on the front. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Chat, please. Anyway, <laughs> my first experience with it, um, it had first come out on TV. And I glimp I I got to glimpse about not none of the horror parts, right. but it was like I got to glimpse maybe four minutes of it before my parents figured out what it was and <laughs> right and they said nope 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 you're good that was that was it so that was my first experience with Silence yeah. of the Lambs and then I'd only seen like bits and pieces until Sam set us down and and made my wife watch it and <laughs> and that yeah, was all uh, bottles of lotion oh god. He really did. He went in the back. He went back, and he has like the stockpile of of lotion somewhere in his you know torture room with a big well, hole. You as, know, we, um, as we call it, the man cave. Gotta keep that skin moist, otherwise it doesn't stretch. Gosh. <laughs> well, say, you just, know, it's uh, way oh, too much. To put an explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> we are starting this year on a great note. Oh my gosh. But yes, uh, by the skin of our teeth. Oh, <laughs> you know, I think it's almost. I think weird... it's almost time for a silence of the Sam. It's not quite. Oh, <laughs> but we're getting there. It's almost always that. Time. <laughs> it's always time for. It's always time for silence of the Sam's. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, you saw it with, uh, You Sam, saw it over Sam, here. Sam yeah. made you watch it with. Your oh wife. yeah, Sam made me watch it was the entire recently? way through from beginning to end. And um, was that for this episode? No, 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 that was about a year ago. Um, Megan, I was surprised Megan didn't even know anything about it. And Uh, really, I was you're surprised. No, it's just they love their serious (laughs) eyes. So I I thought, hey, this might be something they would really like. I mean, no offense to to, to Chad's wife and to Sam's wife, who are both sisters, who are sisters. uh, But they've watched one movie and it's the the land of the what's it called? The Wizard of Oz. The land before Wizard of Oz. The land before Wizard of Oz. It's where the dinosaurs <laughs> meet together and they have to go find the uh, uh, the wizard to uh, to fix the earth before they all die or something. That's the movie I want to see. Right? Let's make that happen. Yeah. Littlefoot is Dorothy. and uh, It's kind of like the lion, the witch, and a treyu. <laughs> no, so, did you say the line of which in the Trejo? So got, Danny Trejo shows up in that movie? No, no, no. Oh, okay. you from, uh, a never ending story. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Is that how, the horse? Yeah, is that how, the horse or the kid? The, the kid was a No, Atrax. Atrax was the horse, right? Yeah. You put the, the, the tape in and you can only play <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, that's eight tracks. Um, oh, this is starting to be awesome. This no, is what Chief Series is about, folks. No, yeah. no. That, how, how many of us were scarred when that friggin' horse got sucked in the mud? Stupid swarms of sadness. That. Yeah, and how, and how does anyone here know when he screams at the end out the window what the name of the girl is? Yeah, Moonbeam. Wasn't it? Moon no, something? Moon no. Child. I don't even know what it is. It's something hippie-ish, if it's, I remember. It, it's weird, but no one ever knew what it was until I read it like on BuzzFeed like a month ago. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I actually always thought he screamed Never Ending Story or something. Never Ending Story! Anyway, Corny! Yeah. I never got to talk about the movie. Oh, you didn't finish. I thought you were done. We were talking about Never Ending Story. I thought you were done. 
Well, okay. okay, please back continue. to show notes. Show, I'm the one that's just following the track here. You no, stop. my show notes. You stop talking. All right. So okay, okay. Clearly, it's been two weeks since we've all talked to each other. Yeah. Serious face. Serious face. Now, I know you can't see that, but that's okay. You, you did the hand motion, didn't you? I did. Nice. Hell yes. So, um, going back to you know viewing this with my CSR glasses on, um, you know I really thought that. You know, it was it was a great film when it came out. Uh, I just feel I feel that because I didn't really see it then. But I don't think it really holds up well. I mean, the story, yes, the story holds up well, but I don't think the telling of it. You know, it's very dated. You go back and you see, you know, the rotary phone on the in the on the cop's desk, and you see the the old computers, and you know, it's very very nineteen, you know, eighty ish. You know, looking at it. But you know, overall, I really like the I really like the film. Um, I thought it was a great story. Um, one of the few you know, quote unquote horror flicks that I actually like. So now I'm done. Okay, morning. When I was a young child, I went to a farm. Um, uh, this is actually probably like <laughs> I was the, how far you're gonna go with <laughs> no, that. No, not very far. Um, I was gonna uh, uh, see. I think this is like the fifth time I've watched Silence of the Lambs. And uh, I, I feel just about the same as I did the first time. I, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. It still creeps me out. Uh, and it's not actually not even Buffalo Bill who creeps me out. It's just the, the fact that uh, um, the one of the initial scenes with uh, Mr. Dude McTouch himself in the... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah oh, that, that actually has like really messed with me. So uh, anyway, that sets the mood for me. Uh, well, actually, that's a really bad set of words. Um, tone, tone. Thank you. <laughs> tone. There you go. The, 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 so the movie's weird, and uh, I like that, and it, it feels the same uh, the, from the first time till now. Um, I, I can actually say this is a, a legitimate classic, right? Like, it, I think this is the kind of movie where you, I, I think you need to see this movie. Well, I mean, if you want to consider it a classic, uh, if your definition of a classic is what. Uh, American Film Institute puts as the top horror film of all time, then yeah. And they've laid it rated Hannibal Lecter as the number one villain of all time, which is actually saying something, because I think Darth Vader is like number two. Yeah. Um, Rush Limbaugh is number three. Oh! 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 Wow. Um, yeah. Sam? But yes, I think uh, it's a classic. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Um, well, this movie is is <laughs> is one of uh, the very first horror movies I really started enjoying. I hated the slasher fix of the '90s, um, but uh, Silence of the Lambs. I didn't see it in the theaters, you jerks. But I did. Uh, we did rent it on VHS and uh, and watch it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I kind of agree with Corny. It's classic. Everybody should see it at least once. Um, my, as I, many people know, my first degree was in psychology, and uh, this movie pushed me towards that because I wanted to interview some of these creepy folks and uh, try to figure them out. Um, you interviewed yourself. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And then I realized I was the monster. Aww. So, um, no, but it's a lot of fun. The only problem I have, and fun? I'm kind of with chats. Hold on. What's Hold that? on. Fun? This the movie is fun? a lot of fun? Oh, yeah. I would never use that word to describe this movie. You don't have fun watching these God, any, no. these types of movies? Not not this movie. Yeah, I, I have fun watching it. Chad, are, am I alone? Um, I did not 
I mean, I enjoyed the film, but I didn't really have fun watching it. Tony, I think of I, having fun. Uh, no, no, no fun had. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, like I, the, I, I enjoy the the storytelling, um, and um, and watching the the character development and and and. Well, that's that's what I was I was going to get to here is is the right. movie is definitely the old school character development, well written, well acted type of movies. It's not like the CSIs we're seeing nowadays, where you know the whole story is told in an hour and it's so fast paced, you don't you don't get to appreciate the artistry behind it. Um, but uh, my goodness, when you have those high moments, those peaks of uh, tension it's you know, a face certain... ripping off you know those things right. yeah face ripping off even when he touches her finger for the first time you kind of get chill bumps um goosebumps and, and really kind of sympathize with what she's having to go through as a fresh recruit fresh student out of college having to deal with you know probably the most notoriously evil person she's ever met so or ever will meet it's a great movie. I have fun. I don't care how you put it, but I have fun in this movie. I enjoy it. Makes me makes me smile when I jump at certain moments and uh, you know get grossed out and creeped out at others. Hmm. So you like being scared, huh? You want to play a game? Yeah, turn to start. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go to my mom's house. What is that? What is that from? There's a there's a there's a it's a TV show. It's from uh, Futurama. Well, they're like. Oh, you know, you need to, he's got, he had like the hiccups or something. He's like, scare him. And so Bender goes, uh, young people are smoking, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's not as funny unless if I actually do the whole clip. Anyway. Yeah, that See, was pretty bad. Star Let's Wars, go to the film. Star Wars is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That's not the word I'd use. Some people like being scared, though. I mean, I, I, might, I know they do. I mean, that's why those paranormal activity movies are raking in the money because and the Blair Witch thing like people eat that crap up they like to be scared I mean I used to work at the local theme park and our Halloween portion of the of the year we made as much money in six weekends of of the Halloween whatever uh, version than from Memorial Day to Labor Day of normal park operations because people like to be scared like I totally I I get that people do it. I don't get it myself because I don't like to be scared. Um, I look at my mortgage payment and I, you know, have heart palpitations. But um, that's just that's just that's just me, you know. So like, um, uh, no. But I I did. Uh, I this is probably truth be told, maybe only the second time I've watched the movie from front to back. And uh-huh. I think the first time it might have been on like. TNT or USA, yes, or, so it was like uber edited. So this is the first time I saw uh, McGrabby throw what he threw what? into her face, <laughs> and uh, some of the other um, kind of bloody moments. Like now they didn't show that stuff the first time, so I was I wasn't. Yeah, how did they edit down the face peel? Did uh, they actually show the face peel on TNT? No, no, they didn't show anything like that. Boy, that's like that's like the coolest moment of the whole whole darn. Yeah, sure, Maybe. I guess. Um, no, they didn't show that. I'm worried no. about you, Sam. I think we need to. <laughs> we we right, need Sam, to have. We need to have a conversation cut. with uh, the. You know, the people yeah. in the white robes. Yeah. They they, they offer. Uh, wait, wait. Why is he going to see a white mage? I don't understand. <laughs> white mage. Well, <laughs> now, 
Hannibal. I meant white suits. Um, some of the great. Uh, there was a lot of trivia, and I'm not going to read all of it because, quite frankly, it would take me an hour just to do the trivia. Uh, but one of the things I thought was fun was that uh, most prison garb is like bright orange or yellow to a dis- or you know to distinguish them as prisoners. But Hannibal wanted to be. Uh, Anthony Hopkins said, "Do all white." One, because it's a stark contrast because of innocence, but two, it reminded him of dentists, and he's terrified of dentists. That's kind of funny. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, is he um, British? Anthony Hopkins? You mean yeah. Sir Anthony Hopkins? I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, he got knighted. Right. Well, and oh, then he's British. 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 I mean, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, now I really want to know. Um, All right, Anthony Daniels. I got Anthony it. Daniels. <laughs> Daniels. Yeah, he's from Wales. Okay. What about yeah. the, the whales? The whales. <laughs> <laughs> great. That was great. Um, yeah. Uh, so this movie, right? So this movie, 91, like I said, it won a bunch of Oscars. Um, I think five. Yeah, it won five Oscars. And it's the major Oscars, too, if I remember right. One yeah, it's, the, like one of the, it's like one of the only two or three films to win all five major the, Oscar, the major cost. Yeah. Major. Yeah. I'm pretending, I'm assuming that you saluted at me just then, Chad. I did. Thank you for that. How I met your mother reference. I appreciate that. And, uh, again, I've mentioned that it was one of the, it's, it's one of three other films to, to win an Oscar, um, for being a horror film. The other really cool thing is Anthony Hopkins won, um, Oscar for, this is his only Oscar. He won for best male lead. He's only in the movie for 25 minutes. I mean, he oh. only has four scenes with Jodie Foster. Um, Just so, goes to show, though, the gravitas oh, yeah, that he, it, it, he brings to this thing. And I, I mean, yeah, and it's fun because, like, like, I had never seen, like, back when we watched Untouchables, I had not seen Untouchables until I watched it for this show, which is great about doing these types of movies. And I remember thinking, I can't remember, did Sean Connery win an Oscar for this role? Because I'm watching this going, he is great in this movie. And then I go and then I see that he did win an Oscar for this movie for Best Supporting Actor. And I go, I totally get it. Like, I see why they chose him for this movie. And I'm watching this going, I totally get it. His voice, was though, was weird and annoying. But I'm looking at this going, I can see how maybe Heath Ledger looked at this and took bits of this for his Joker role, yeah. you know? Like, that voice was just weird and interesting. And um, watching Anthony Hopkins emote without actually physically doing anything was just weird and creepy and the fact his eyes just the just didn't blink eyes yeah didn't blink yeah him. yeah and that was a, another thing in the trivia he talked about how there was a dude that he knew who grew up who never blinked and it freaked everybody out so whenever he's on like he he barely blinks when he's on camera because he wants to con- convey that one he's a little off and two that it's very intense and three there's just something wrong about people that don't blink you know um anyway there's that. So um, this movie uh, was cheap to make, like $19 million, and made that in the first wow. weekend. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, made, its, it, it made its money back um, <clears throat> by, by far, in a way. It made its money back. And I'm trying to find it all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, budget of $19 mil, uh, which is estimated. And then it gross has a 2012 gross. What? That's weird. Whatever. Hundred and thirty million uh when it's when it's uh eight week run ended. Twelve week run. And it also did some uh worldwide. I'm trying to find the worldwide 
Um, Not to mention constant play on TV for a while and yeah, and, yeah. and sales and candy went up. I mean, it was just uh, two hundred and seventy-two million. I mean, the Hannibal Lecter action figure was you know <laughs> two hundred and seventy-two million. Keep that on uh, the Million dollars worldwide. So you know. people ate that up. Oh, no! uh, good job. Good job. All right, point for corny. Um, yes. Um, so. There is one thing that really bothered me about this movie. Uh, her shoulder the pads. The movie? <laughs> Not the shoulder pads, her accent. Yeah, that I her... hate her southern accent. You know what the funny part is? That's her freaking please, accent. Please. That's her. No, it can't be. Yeah. No, yeah, just, that's totally Jodie Foster. I mean, it's from she's from L.A., but when she was, I don't know if it's actually her accent, but she tried really, really oh, okay. hard. Um. She she worked really really hard on that accent, and in the trivia there's a moment where it says that when Anthony Hopkins is making fun of her accent, it's not in the script, and so her look of horror is she actually thinks that he's ripping her accent, and then they left it in the, in the movie. Um, no, yeah, it's not real good. And here's the thing, the four of us are from the South, right? Except for Sam. Oh, you couldn't tell. Uh, well, I grew up in the yeah, south. Well, you did grow up here. I mean, you you have roots in uh, uh, in uh, up north, and what Wisconsin yeah. or Minnesota? In the Minnesota. Great White North, both. Both, okay. But you you kind of grew up in Florida, though we don't count that as the South. You know that. Um, but well, in then here, Cuba, then. New Jersey, Southeast. Yeah, really. Um, uh, anyway, so Southeast definitely Detroit. the three of us though did grow up in the South, and though we do have our own little Southern colloquialisms that we say and things, whatever. Whenever we hear non-Southern people do Southern <laughs> accents, it drives us crazy because we think, just like the rest of the world thinks, that that's... They, it sounds like we're all idiots. You know? Like, Shoot fire, son. Very, you, you preach it. Right. Very few people can pull Southern off well. Like Matthew McConaughey can do it well, but he's mm. from Kentucky. Mm. Uh, Johnny Depp can do it well. He's also from Kentucky. Actually, I think Matthew McConaughey is from Texas. I think about it. But anyway, um, well, in, in the right, same right. in the same vein, it's kind of like people watching Fargo and thinking everybody from up north talks exactly like everybody from Fargo. Oh yeah, don't you know? Yeah. See, I, again, I have. I don't know. Do they? Is that not a thing? No. Marshall know. never talked like that. Well, there you go. I think it's right. Um. Marshall was always also the runt of the family. Yeah, he was the runt. Anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, and all people from Brooklyn have that strang accent and things like that. Like I know that there's obviously outliers and and things. And what are you doing, Corny? Distracted. (laughs) Corny's here in the studio again, and he's playing with my action figures. Oh, is that what the kids are calling it? Exactly what they're calling it. Yep. It's uh anyway. Um I got his Captain Kirk, y'all. Yes, he does. This is weird. Um Is it a mini action figure? Yeah, it actually oh, lots of lots of action. Anyway, please Bring me up. God. Oh Lord. Definitely a, a Show notes. explicit tag. <laughs> um I I want to talk about the cast. Obviously Jodie Foster was uh in it and um you know, the Gerber baby. Not the Gerber baby, the um the suntan lotion baby. Yeah. Coppertone baby. She was yeah. a Coppertone baby. Coppertone. And, of course, the inspiration of why uh, Hinckley shot Reagan, as we learned from another episode. <laughs> um, 
And then you got Scott Glenn. I like him from. He's another. Uh, he's another uh, CSR guy, right? What else? Come on, anybody else? Nope, not Sam. No. Aww. Scott Glenn. You don't know names. You don't think of people's names. What no, other I movie? don't. What's, what, which, which character is he? He was Jack Crawford. He was the head of. The, he was the FBI uh, B, uh, BAU guy. Oh, what other? He was in another movie. I'll give you a big hint. It was one of our favorite movies that we've done. Was he in Hunt? He was in Hunt for Red October. He was the oh. captain of the Dallas. That's right. Trying. Yeah, okay. Now I can see it. Yeah, she was there. Yep. Um, so there you go. There's our Hunt for Red October, uh, 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 whatever. Um, uh, the angry Scotsman would be proud. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is great, and he's in this. And um, it's hard to imagine anyone else being in this. And he wasn't the original person that they wanted to do this movie. Um, and we'll talk about that later, but it's almost hard to believe. Uh, I can actually, truth be told, and maybe this is blasphemy, I could see almost anyone else in Jodie Foster's role. Um, yeah. You know, like, it... it uh, depends. I, I think... Uh, it depends on the girl. Yes. I, and originally it was written for a dude, but they did change it for a girl to kind of create that cool tension between the two of them, but... Uh, it would it would have made that that one scene even more awkward. Yeah, God, yeah. Because how do you um, go back to the office and go? I don't, I don't talk back. Don't right, talk back. yeah. Especially when that guy says I can smell and then says that c word that I don't like. Yeah, that'd have been really awkward if it was carrot. a dude. Yeah, carrot. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that word. Carrot. I can smell your carotene. Carotene. Word. Gross. Colored hair. Hey, now you're getting a little offensive. Uh, Frankie F- F- Faison Barney. Um. He was, uh, you know, Corny, you know yeah. him. He's in, like, a bunch of things, but I can't think of what he's in. Um, <laughs> he's always, like, a uh, uh, yeah, a supervisor, cop, a, a, you know, a lieutenant or something like that. Yeah, he's in Blue Bloods. And, uh, anyway, The Wire. Anyway, I liked him. Barney. He's one of, like, the only, he and, like, one other guy are the only three that are in um, the kind of the trilogy, the Hannibal Lecter trilogy, the Man Eater or Man Hunter. Whatever it's Man called. Hunter. Manhunter, this one, and then Hannibal. He's a man eater. Wait, wrong lyrics. No. No, he really is a man eater. No, literally, he is a man eater. Um, would that have been too on the nose that they would have played that during the movie? Oh, that would have been great. Did that song <laughs> come out yet? Hollow Notes, I guess that was. 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's just see. I'm trying to think. Ted Levine, like I said. The other thing that other movie that I know him from, uh, what was that stupid movie? Um, uh, my wife and I it was like one of our first dates that we watched it. Um, and it was called something. Um, Stardust? It, no, he's not Stardust. <laughs> he was in... It's a, it's a, it's one of those other kind of scary movie kind of things. 82, a man-eater, by the way. He was in Flubber? That was weird. Oh, must have bounced around. I knew he was in Wild Wild West, which is a terrible film. Joyride. He was in Joyride. He was the voice of the... Uh, the the bad guy, but you never see him. You only ever see his truck. He just chases him around a semi. Um, he just got that. He has that great voice. Um, and then there's a bunch of other people that Roger Corman. He's a he's a director. He, he mostly does uh, directs and produces a lot of good God. He's Holy produced. moly! This is just his producing credits. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Holy smokes. Uh, 1972, Still, he apparently produced everything. That's... Yeah, he's directed. God, he's directed 56 films, such as 
if you're like Roger Roger Corman, that sounds familiar. He's done such stuff like Swamp Woman, <laughs> and Carnival and, Rock. And That's a classy. The classy. Undead. This is mostly stuff in the fifties. Caveman. Scoop. Ski Troop Attack. The Last Woman on Earth. We haven't even made it to the same. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, X. The, the Man with the X Ray Eyes. Okay. Um. I see where you're going with that. He stopped doing stuff. Battle Beyond the Stars, uncredited. That's a movie that I actually want to do on this podcast. That was, uh, what's his name in it? Um, Wesley Crusher. What's his name? Will Wheaton is in it. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Oh, oh. (laughs) Will Wheaton is in that. Why are you saying it that way? What way? What what way? Um, He's also done a lot of other garbage, like Death Race and Star Trek. I don't think so. Don't. Oh, I thought we were talking about Whedon. I'm sorry. No, no. Yes, yes. Shut yes. up, Wesley. Yes, he. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> the silence of the lambs. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Sorry. Only the best. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I turned. I, I turned around slightly because I scared the crap out of me. Someone was in the room with us. Because again, it doesn't sound like Catherine. Tell my family I love it's like we said him Electra too many times and he showed up. The silence of the lambs. That's right. All right. Um, anyway, so um, uh, so that guy that plays Dr. Chilton, um, uh-huh. didn't you just, yeah, Douche McBaggins, didn't you just want to punch him in the face every time you saw him? He was he was my favorite trope of this movie. He was a trope. Not only I was thought he was misunderstood. He was just trying to get some recognition for what he does. Oh my gosh! Of course, the the psych major wants to decide with the creepy, uh, power hungry psychotherapist. Yeah. Okay, uh, they're all crazy. I mean, all right, defend him, Sam. Defend him? Yeah. Since you I just can't. said you're going to defend him. Yeah, I, I can't. With was this he? Guy. Was, was he your fun part of the movie? You, you, he came on and you're like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy who hits on the hot FBI agent and, and then takes all the credit in front of the FBI and possibly gets well, the person then he killed. Gets eaten later on, hopefully. <sighs> well, his character yeah. is in the second, is in Hannibal. At least I thought he was. But Hannibal is a, um, <laughs> oh, it is, it's the third part of Hannibal's movie. disturbing. Yes, it is. And it is, it actually, is like um, really disturbing. I actually saw, um, an interview with um, what's her face, Jodie Foster. No, the other one, Julianne Moore. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because she's in that. That the reason why Jodie Foster isn't in it because there was an, a scene in the original script where have you all seen Hannibal? Yeah, yes. yeah. With yeah. well, a scene where he's eating Ray Liotta's brain. <laughs> yeah, while he's alive. Right, he's alive. Yeah, there's that supposed to. She was actually supposed to eat some. Like she was gonna like kind of succumb to whatever and just eat some, and Jodie Foster was like, "No, she would not do that. I'm gonna have." And so she backed out of the role, and that's why I went to Julianne Moore, because uh, Jodie Foster said that the character wouldn't do that. And then they changed the script, obviously, uh, after the cast. Anyway, um, yes. Anyway, so yeah, good job, Sam. He was a douchebag, and I wanted to yep. punch him in the face. But he was a trope. He was the. Uh, he was the. I I take the credit. Uh, I'm the guy who did this, even though I did this bad thing. And, right, but nothing. But he didn't get his comeuppance. Come up, come. He got eaten alive. There was, Im, there was Not, an implied oh, comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was. But, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Is that me? Oh, anyway. Um, 
90s uh, my third note was 90s music that has the 80s feel look at those shoulder pads that's literally what i wrote and her hair my god that hair when it was all teased out not teased out but like when it was all dried you know like this is gonna sound weird there's no way to say it but when she was all this is gonna sound really weird and my brain is even telling me that i shouldn't even say this on air but she was like at the beginning of the movie when she's all hot and sweaty she looked cute and then she got in those big shoulder pads and that big hair. <laughs> she looked like she was 40. <laughs> and I'm like, and I immediately, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does that, I know that sounds weird. No, no. That, yeah, that sounds, I, I see what you're saying. Am I alone? And again, am I alone here? Am I on, an, am I on Sulphur Island? What was he called? Anthrax Island? Anthrax Island. <laughs> Anthrax Island. That, that was a like nice it. touch. Was that yours? Yeah. Anthrax Island. That's pretty funny, too, because I'd never heard of the word anthrax until, like, the mid-90s or the late-90s. Yeah. Because when, you know, anthrax was just being mailed everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that... Wasn't anthrax a band in the 80s? Yeah, actually. <laughs> was it really? A metal band? I, that it. sounds yeah. right. I'm on it. I mean, why not? They all had those one-named words of evil things. Slayer. And Slayer. Iris. Yeah. What? What's the Iris? <laughs> I was Slayer they... a German band? I don't, I no, don't but they love the Slayer in the German, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was weird. I didn't take a lot of notes, just told because I was just kind of enthralled with the movie, and I was just um, ooh shiny. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like take my eyes off the movie. I really didn't take very many notes, but I did think it was weird. Um, I didn't. I did again read in the trivia, but in the moment I was like, why does he get a glass prison when everyone else gets bars? And I always thought that was weird. And the only reason, simply, is because they didn't want to have to shoot the camera through bars. Yeah. They wanted to be able to see his face. So. And did they start the whole the whole glass prison fiasco? Or not fiasco, but just the trends that phenomenon? everything had to be a glass prison? I don't, I don't know. I mean, For, kind of like a, in um You've got X-Men. You've got Avengers. Um, the, the Bond movie we watched. Heck, Star Skyfall. Trek. Star Trek, Skyfall. Star Trek. Yeah. The, well, it's not really a... Well, more it's of a, a force-filled prison. Yeah. Right, but for the same point, so that you could see the actor's face. Um, back, of course, back then, not then when they made Into Darkness, but like in the early Star Trek, they, most of the stuff they did was because they couldn't afford to do anything else. You know, the beaming technology was invented because Gene Roddenberry couldn't afford to have the shuttlecraft land on every planet. They literally couldn't afford to have a crane come in and lower this thing and then have the actors come out, so they just invented beaming. Um, anyway, whatever. Good job, Gene. Uh, you're the man. Um, anyway, I just thought it was weird, though, that when she goes back to talk to him that the lights are off. Like, that seemed like one, like a security risk. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than for a dramatic moment where she's trying to find him and then the lights finally come on and he's in the back all looking cool with his slick back hair, and I thought... Stewie Griffin, like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he really is Stewie Griffin. I never thought about that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was weird. Um, little moments like that would kind of take me out of the movie occasionally. Um, every time she pulled that stupid little six shooter revolver, it always pisses me off. I don't know why. She always fumbled with it, which I did like the fact but, that you know she's she's fresh and she doesn't know what's going on, but at the same time, get a control. But that's a trope. That, that's a trope. That gun is a trope. Whenever 
you see someone use that gun, the revolver, the, the Smith & Wesson 38 Special, they always fumble when they reload it because it's a... That's uh, sure. What is that called? It's not Chekhov's gun. I guess maybe it is. I don't know. But it's a, it's a thing that always happens in movies. Whenever you need to reload that gun, you always fumble with the bullets and you, you drop three or four because you're, you're super nervous because no one is ever nervous when they reload a magazine-fed pistol. Speaking of, have you guys seen the video of for the Cups song performed yeah. by Guns? Yeah, yeah. You talk about reloading. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a cool video too. Yeah, pop, pop, pop. And then when he pulls out the uh, the <laughs> AR-15 at the end, yeah. a little scary, but still hilarious at the same time. Yes. Yeah, we all miss their friend. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, anywho, uh, there was there was some other tropes in the movie. There was one that I liked. Uh, it's the um, I don't know if it's a trope, but it's a it's a movie technique that people do. We 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 experienced it a lot in the movie um, The Fifth Element, where one scene is is happening, like they 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 say a thing in one scene and then they answer the question in another scene. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I I captured it so to, so you, can, you know. A young. That's not what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, here. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. And what is that? Oh, he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, they, you know, she's at Quantico. She asked the question, and then McDouchebag, Dr. McDouchebag, I'll give him his doctorate. He was a doctor. He was a doctor. Dr. McDouchebag. He he answers the question. I think that's kind of a cool thing. And then I I had to keep that line at the end. We we don't don't catch one alive very often. Kind of like a Pokemon. Like, or a... (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say like a unicorn, but Pokemon, sure. Do, we, do they have issues catching those alive? I thought that was... A... Well, you, you put a live thing in a ball, it's going to die. I don't know why people think... It's true. <laughs> You've caught Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> he uses eat. It's very effective. Yeah, it, uh, uh, biting plus five. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, he uses candy. Tastes delicious. Yeah. So... So then we get to the the abduction scene, which I thought of abduction scenes, it was actually really creepy because it was so simple and clever. And realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Like this could, I could see girls falling for that or somebody falling for that. Sam started to say realistic and then stopped himself. (laughs) I thought to point that out. Yeah. Um, But I captured a moment of it because, again, it was another thing that that, took me out of the movie because I was like, whoa, you can't use that word. But again, we live now in 2015. Which is weird to say, that but you know I know that everything is super PC and I know I, I have I come from a different uh, color of things because because eh, I'm here um, and that and <laughs> because my wife teaches special education and my mom did also for thirty plus years so I'm I'm a little oversensitive to these little little moments and, and whatever but oh, I know, yeah, but I know this that. moment literally does like I was like what thank you. That's all right. You look kind of handicapped. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you look kind of handicapped. Wow. You look kind of handicapped. Oh, yeah. You know. And his response is just, yeah. You know. Just, I'm sorry. When a guy's voice is like that, where it's kind of half like, he, he sounds like he's about to vomit, but just can't do it. <laughs> that, that, that's an international sign of walk away. I, was, I'm, I wanted, how does that guy not narrating like all of the books ever? All of the audio books. Would you not want to listen to Harry Potter with that voice? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> speaking speaking of that voice. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> I had to add the right. dog. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, and that very crucial scene uh, when he's when they've they've got him and they're all pinned down and he has to yell the thing at the window to the, the guys, you know, that one scene. Play huh? play the thing, man. Play that again? No, no, not that. No, or where he's upset at them shooting upset, at that. Shooting at their dog. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. I can't believe I can't believe we forgot about this. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to play that part later. Damn it. <laughs> so, so what Corny's alluding to for those of you who are not new, this is your first episode. Basically, there's this weird moment that happens in the movie. You might have missed it when uh, you heard the dog bark. Um, later on, she actually captures the dog. She actually kind of pulls it down with the bucket. And the dog, you know, is, is on, on its, its legs broken or whatever. The dog's barking and screaming, and 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 he's freaking out. And, and I actually think that might have helped save her life until he, he pulls out that big Magnum three fifty seven, and then Jodie Foster shows up and saves the day or whatever. But right before all of that happens, this weird um, exchange, this uh, weird kind of yeah ex- exchange happens. Now, I don't know if you heard it, but it this did happen. If you kill my dog, I swear to God. I know it sounds a little different, but it it, it didn't happen. Um, We all of us watch Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. You know know how they're always making fun of Wallowitz for not having a a doctorate? (laughs) Yeah. As soon as I heard this, I had to record this. It's Buffalo Bill, isn't it? I'm afraid I can't tell you any more about that. We heard about it on the radio. You mean this is like a clue from a real murder case? Cool. Just ignore him. He's not a PhD. <laughs> He's not a PhD. Nothing he has to say is valid because he doesn't have a doctorate. <laughs> That's a trope. Yeah. He gave up Poor on life kid. and got his master's. Um, I have a master's degree. Who doesn't? Um, the way he says cool, I thought that was real dumb. Um, I don't know why that bothered me, but don't say stuff like that. It was that. the early 90s. It was, a, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. I was actually waiting for Chad to I was waiting for Chad to say that about the handicap comment. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, the ninety the nineties were pretty cool. Time. I know that's the problem. But see, the thing is, is like this isn't the nineties. This still stinks of eighties. So it's almost a period piece if you think about it. Um, you know, if if you would say, okay, this movie specifically showed the middle eighties, then I'd be okay with it. No, I guess if I see what you're saying. Like if it's if it's uh, specifically set for the middle '80s, this will always yeah. show that it was set for the, the middle '80s. Well, yeah. it wasn't meant to be timeless. Is, is kind of what I mean. Well, yeah, but I mean, what movies are are except for movies that are usually uh, fantasy in nature. You know, like Batman was supposed to be the original Batman, the Tim Burton was supposed to be quote unquote timeless, and then the producers screwed it up by putting prints in there. Um. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, like, Star Wars is supposed to be timeless. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think this was supposed to be timeless because you're, you're clearly using technology that only exists in this time. I mean, they were using a Polaroid camera to take. Yeah, I'm trying to photos. think of movies that, that would have been. Uh, things like Chinatown, but that, you know, set during a certain point or right. something. I wouldn't consider this a period film. It just takes yeah. place at 91 and yeah, feels like you know, 1988. 20 years from now, we're going to start seeing movies that will highlight the 80s. Does that make sense? Oh, like yeah, we're yeah, seeing movies yeah. that are highlighting the 70s, the 60s. Yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine, for all of its horribleness, is a quote-unquote period piece because they're in, 
depicting a moment in history intentionally. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they used that movie as a reference. Uh, <laughs> Back to the Future 3. What's going on here? I, I watched that this past weekend. Back to the Future 3. Yeah. That's a period piece because they're the Old West, intentionally. Old West. So... But the original, kind of up, um, like you know, movies. they went back to the, what, the 50s? The first one, yeah, the yeah. 1955. But the present day... Get your damn hands off her, Sam. It's fairly, uh, it's fairly dated as well. Well, obviously, but it's 1985, and like... Yeah. And, but again, but, but dated is not period piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, um, there's intentionality in period pieces. Right, exactly. There's hopefully not intentionality in, in. Yeah, you're just. This is just what you're stuck with. Yeah. This is yeah, the exactly. technology you're stuck with. Anyway. I have no idea how we got onto this argument. That's fine. It's way better than probably anything I would have to say anyway. Um, <laughs> the bug doctor's eyes weirded me out. Chad, are you trying to say something? Do I keep interrupting you? No. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. The bug doctor, yeah, he freaked me out. Uh, hey, Sam. Yes. Did you hear the, the Jurassic Park reference in the movie? The Jurassic Park reference. There was a Jurassic Park reference in the movie. Well, obviously the movie came out before Jurassic Park. No, which is makes this movie like, I don't know. It's like, you know those scenes, like, have you ever seen like those BuzzFeeds that show like pictures of like uh, old people that, you know, that look like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they found yeah. like a, they found like a textbook from like 1942 that had um, Nicolas Cage in it. Yeah. Because this Mexican the, the... dude looked like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, it wasn't the life finds a way type of thing, was it? No. With the, when they were dealing with the butterfly or the moth? No, he, he literally... Um, he, he literally Clever girl? Have a go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I knew I'd figure it out. Just for you, Sam. Turns around, Cleary Starling's behind him. <laughs> Jumps on him and starts eating his face. Ha! Clever girl. I also do like... And this is also... Well, See, Hannibal Lecter, though, would talk the the Velociraptor into eating itself. That's what yeah, that's actually probably... What kind of super, you know what? That, that's a superpower. <laughs> you can make... You kill yourself by swallowing your own tongue. Right. Like, well, didn't... Well, good Lord, in... Was it Hannibal? He made the guy rip his own face off? Was it Hannibal? The second one? Hannibal? I believe it was the guy, the real rich guy, ended up ripping his own face off because he was talked into it by Hannibal Lecter. I don't... No, it's not. Um, so the super rich dude, he, uh, Hannibal, uh, mutilated mutilated that guy intentionally. He did that to his face. And no, then, he did, the guy did it to himself. I thought he did it to his. I thought he did it. No, he, he, if I remember right, in one of the sessions, Hannibal Lecter got him to do it. I don't remember that part. I do remember that he did talk the butler into killing that guy. Yeah. Yes. Did you know that that guy, that faceless dude, I think is played by Edward Norton. No, is it? I think really? it is. Yeah, nice. it was one of those again BuzzFeed things where it was like, you know, top <laughs> ten top ten roles you didn't know were played by whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I might <laughs> I might be wrong. Um, so here's another thing that I'm gonna say out loud that's gonna sound really weird, uh, but I no. like it in movies when there are pissing contests. I like it a lot. Like you know what I'm saying? Like one guy says, "I'm the boss of this thing," and the other guy says, "Oh yeah, well." Suck it, and then you know what I'm saying. So this moment happened, and it kind of made me laugh. What you're doing, Miss Starling, is coming into my hospital to conduct an interview and refusing to share information with me for the third time. Sir, I told you this is just a routine follow-up on the Raspberry. He is my patient. I have rights. I understand that, sir. Look, I am not just some turnkey, Miss Starling. This is the number for the U.S. Attorney's office. Please. I think you discuss this with him, or you let me do my job. You understand? 
she bitch slapped him. <laughs> that is so and cool. She said, Say what again? But you know what I'm saying? Like that that's a trope that happens in movies a lot where you got the two people who are squared off and it just the the guy with the with the bigger stick or whatever usually wins. And I uh, just thought it was great. Now in her case, her big stick was a bluff and it kind of backfired on her, but we didn't know that at the moment. Um <laughs> there you go. Um I did think it was weird that the um that no one watches his hands when he uh, when he's in that weird cage inside the museum, whatever the, bird cage. the big bird cage, and he sticks his hands out the bars, and no one watches his hands. Well, I guess, in all honesty, you wouldn't imagine him to be a, a person who can um, pick locks. I guess you know he's a doctor, been sitting in there for you know eight years, and when when would he have learned that skill? Um, well, he's omniscient. We've already learned we That's learned true. that in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she walks down the hallway and he's standing there and he's watching her walk down the hallway. And then at the end of the movie, he just shows up right where Doctor Douche McBaggin shows up. He's omniscient, so of course he knows how. To pick but I lock. think he's smart enough to be able to figure out where the doctor's going on vacation. Why? Why? Because he has all intentions of killing this guy. So he doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any means. If if I wanted to kill. Sean Allred. Careful. Remember, this goes I out could, to people. I know. I could figure <laughs> out where you're going pretty quickly. And if you've read but, the but, books, what this is based on, Hannibal Lecter is a very wealthy man. Um, and as we learn in Hannibal, he still has the ability to uh, to, to uh, acquire his, his fortune pretty quickly. Right. But... We don't know that as a viewing audience. As a, yeah, as the silence. Yeah. So from, as a from, movie only. As silence from this sure. movie, all I can say is is that he 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 possesses the trope that most bad guys possess, and that he's omniscient. And I'm actually okay with that. You yeah. know, because it makes it creepier. It does because he can just. I mean, in Hannibal, speaking of that movie, there's a moment where he just automatically knows that there's some dude in that bazaar who's trying to kill him. And he stabs him in the knife or in the in the in the kidney with something, and leads to death. A fork, and, actually. <laughs> I think it was a fork. Was he ate them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he hit him right there in the street. Um, and then the vampire showed up or whatever. But like, anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, just, I he's on mission, but I'm okay with that. Have a go. That's right. Um, cool. There was way more of Ted Levine than I ever had wanted to see in my life. Oh my God. When he did yes. that bit where he backed away from the camera, I, yeah, he, that certainly was never shown on TNT. Uh, God, no, it was not. And, uh, I was kind of, a, I was, I was actually kind of scared for half a moment. Cause one, I didn't know what he was doing when he was kind of tucking it all in. And I'm like, are we going to have a repeat of earlier in the movie? Um, and then, and then he backed up and I'm like, Oh my God, he pulled a, uh, a, uh, an Einhorn, a Ray Finkel. <laughs> Anybody? Come on. Move Finkel it. is Einhorn. Einhorn. Einhorn is, is Finkel. Finkel. Billy is loving this moment right now, by the way, just letting you guys know. That's a, uh, Ace Ventura. Anyway. Oh, Billy. Um, and then... That's, that's two this, this, I know, right? Don't like... I didn't like all of the super close-up face shots. The close-up oh, of the faces. I completely... That is purposely done to make you uncomfortable. I, I know that. And... Um, well, partly, partly that it's also partly uh, we're supposed to kind of be the point of view of her, of Clarice. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't mean that I didn't like it. Um, as a as a film <laughs> viewer, 
it, it was unnerving. I found myself physically pushing myself away from my screen. Um, um, and the director did a good job. I mean, the, 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 the emotion he was trying to put me in, the mental state he was trying to put me in, worked. I was uncomfortable and awkward um, because we Americans especially, we have our, we like our bubbles. We like our space. And he was invading my space. So yeah. that's all to say about that. All um, about that space. About that space. I'm all about that space. Space eating. About that space. So when she space. finally breaks in, I only have a couple more notes left. Uh, when she finally breaks into the house where she finds him and realizes this is who he is, and she does the most awkward gun pull ever. Yes. Um, <laughs> he just and sits then, there. And then she chases him downstairs, and then she she finds the girl in the hole, and she's like, just stay put. I'm going to come get you. And, of course, that girl screams a lot of obscenities at her, which I can't really blame her. And that stupid dog barking. Shut that dog up! Right? <laughs> then the guy turns off the lights. And then this is another bad guy trope where he has complete, the complete upper hand but does mm-hmm. the one thing that screws himself. And it's, Not pull the trigger. Well, it's not just that he doesn't pull the trigger. He feels like he has to cock the gun back. Now, either one of three things is happening. Either A, he's so confident that he is going to kill her that he pulls the hammer back on the on the pistol. Two, it's a single shot gun and can't be pulled. He has to pull the hammer back. Um, or three, this was the only way the director could find a way for her to kill him. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no He painted himself into a corner with this and yeah. needed some way for her to to be able to react. I yeah. would have actually yeah, okay. been more okay if he had stepped on something. Yeah. Something accidental. But this was an intentional thing that got him killed. And that's what in the moment I was like like if you have you have you have you outmatch her by the fact that you can see in the dark and the fact that you're bigger and stronger than her. You know where everything is in the room. And you've also got this six or seven pound gun in your hand. Just pistol whip her. I mean, I'm not rooting for the bad guy here. I'm just. Well, I think part of that is that in, in the bad guy's character itself, you know, he wants to invoke fear. He wanted to, you know, you know, scare her as much as he possibly could before he killed her because he got, he brought, he got joy from that. That's, and that's, that's a good thing. That's a good point too. And while you were talking, Chad, another point I was thinking of is that maybe he's so confident because he's been evaded. He's evaded the police now for what, several months now, I guess. Yeah. To to the point that maybe he feels invincible and that it doesn't matter if I pull the hammer back on this gun. I'm going to shoot her the cool way with my big 38 or my 357. That be pretty messy. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I mean. Here's, a, here's another thought. He hadn't killed a victim prior to doing what he needed to with him. Everything was done post mortem, right? So it could be on the uh, the idea of just yep you know, a little bit of fear, and then you know capture Clarice, and then you know whatever he does later. Right. I guess he he would have made a her a skin scarf. I don't know, a skin a scarf, 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 scarf. I mean, obviously the ending, it, it had to end, obviously. She had to kill him. There was no way that that... You could How about that twist, though? But even before she gets in the house, the first time I watched this movie, that totally freaked me oh, out. Oh, you thought that the FBI were, were going to get it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did I, not expect the, the turnaround. Um, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. 
Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. But, that, but if you've listened this far, you're, that, you're too. That's, that's a thing that happens some other times. The other time I can think of that happening off the top of my head is in the movie Speed, where they he kind of paints a red flag. You know, he's like, the bad guy intentionally sends him to one place and so that he could not be there, and he ends up killing um, uh, Dumb and Dumber. What's his face? Um, anyway. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Daniels. Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said Jeff Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that every time. Isn't it, isn't it Jeff Daniels? Actually, it's not Jeff Bridges. It is Jeff Daniels. It's Jeff Daniels. Oh, right. It's, like, it's not Jeff Bridges. Suck it, Sam. Yeah. Um, but never trust me with actor names. Ever. See, you know, ever. Never, never, ever. never trust a victor when uh, humor's yeah. on the line. That's right. Um, but the point that I was trying to make also in my note is that there's no telling what any... There's no telling what any one of us would do in that situation. Oh, if, I, I know if, exactly what I'd do. My ass is not going downstairs. In He's a, in his house. I'm just going to go upstairs and wait. Oh, wait for the police? <laughs> call, call for backup? See, this, yeah. is, this is that moment where I go, black cop doesn't go downstairs. Black <laughs> cop goes downstairs. Yeah. Black cop sets the house on fire and waits for him to come out. <laughs> That's horrible. There's, there's probably a, a person in there. Like You know that there's a person I in there. I didn't know that, Tom. Yeah, you... <laughs> well, tell that to tell that to Senator. What's your face? Hey, look, your dog shouldn't be captured. Not my problem. It's her fault for being a a good Samaritan and being um, whatever the word is for for dropping the dumb the word. Um, I was gonna say racist, but she's oh, okay. not being racist by calling him handicapped. Um, anyway, uh, that's a fair point. I mean, if if we pull the gun, he runs away. Do we just go? You know, once we once we realize he's run downstairs, do we just shut that door and then just you go ahead? I mean, I wrote in my notes this is a situation where a cell phone would uh, would you know solve everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey, boss, uh, he's in his house. He went downstairs. Yeah, I'm not going. But like, but at this point, like, you just go to his phone, which we assume probably works. You pick up the phone, you just dial nine one one and say FBI agent shots fired, and then just leave it open. They'll try. They can trace it. Uh, and then you go down. But again, the point I was actually trying to get to was once he cuts the lights off and it's all terrifying, all I could think of is if you would stop breathing so freaking loud, you could hear him. Because all you could hear is <sighs> the whole time. And I'm like, Jody Foster, just remember your training. Calm the F down. Anyway. Again, it's no telling what any one of us would do. And then keep, keep calm and skin on. I did laugh, literally laugh out loud when I, she's walking out of the house, and for whatever reason, and have you, have you watched Corny the um, the new Sherlock Holmes with Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh yeah, Sam. Yes, Chad. No. At the the uh, first, Chad, ep- you need to watch it. The, this really great, Chad. You got to watch so it. Good. If you like, you like Doctor Who, you'd love it. It's you know anyway. Um. There's a moment at the first episode where Cumberbatch is involved in a physical altercation with a bad guy. And at the end, the police are there and he's sitting on an ambulance and the guy keeps putting a blanket on him. And he's <laughs> like, why does he keep putting a blanket on me? I'm not cold. And the guy literally, literally, he chugs it off and then the EMS guy puts it back on him. So every time I see movies now and I see the actor walking out with a blanket on, I can't help but laugh. So she walks out not only with a blanket on, but she's still holding the dog. Yes. And so my first thought was, did they did they pull the dog out and then her, and then did she pick the dog up? Like, I have to protect this dog now? 
Or they go or, in and go, ma'am, you have to let the dog go. No. No. The, right. the dog is still in pain and it still has a broken leg. And at this point, the dog is no longer making noise. So... Is dead. Is the dog dead? <laughs> and, I, and I know I'm making light of the, the, the point of that moment was to, to emphasize that, that that's supposed to be Clarice, right? And she uh-huh. saved a lamb, right? I get that. I understand that that's the symbolism that she, this I person. I've never gotten that before. Until oh, you, you just first time that, I've yeah. ever thought of that. The poodle is supposed to represent one of the lambs. And that's a fat poodle, too, by and, the way. It was a fat poodle. Uh, and that she poodle. was able to rescue this particular one from, huh. the, from the clutches of this horrible thing. This poodle, this lamb, survived. I get that was what the point. Maybe I'm the only one that got that, at least of the four of us, I guess I am. I thought that the girl was the lamb. No, the girl was Jodie Foster. No, the other girl. No, I'm saying that other girl, the victim in this case, the victim. is Jodie Foster. The, it's the parallel. So wait, who's, right. who's, who's Lecter in this? So, <laughs> who's the, on first? The EMS guy with the blanket? <laughs> I don't know. So what? Sam. Huh? You said so. I, well, no, I, I'm kind of there with Chad. I, I always thought the the girl was the lamb. The, the, the fat girl in the hole was the lamb. And Jodie Foster was oh. the young Jodie Foster running away from the farm where they were slaughtering the lambs. I, I never got any of that. I just saw it as... Hey, I, 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 I looked at that as that, that the girl in the hole is the young Jodie Foster. She's trapped in a horrible situation and she has... Her only opportunity to 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 leave this place is to save this lamb, and at the end of the movie, she does. She saves a lamb. In this case, it's a poodle that barks all the time. Um, Listeners, we would like to hear your opinion on this argument. Uh, yeah, well, it's not an argument; it's discussion. Um, one know. one party is right. I'm saying burn that house down. It, one it, party it. is right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't think this is a right or wrong. Corny still wants to burn down the house. Apparently. Um, anyway. Uh, Sorry. I swear to God, you killed my dog. And then, <laughs> um, uh, this is the last uh, one of the last lines of the movie, and I recorded it because and the, I, and the last Mohican. Um, now, last Mohican. Uh, listen to this, and let's pretend that I didn't. That you don't know that this is Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. My, I, I when I was recording the clip, I kind of like had to remind myself that I was watching Sir Anthony Hopkins and not another actor. So see if you. If you get an influence from another actor. So you take care now to extend me the same courtesy. You know I can't make that promise. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. All right. No. All right, just hang in there. Just, 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 I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to back up just a hair. If the mouse will let me. It's a big old friend for dinner. I'm having an old friend for dinner. And that was the last time I saw Andy Dufresne. And that was the last time I saw Andy Dufresne. Like, immediately, I was like... I'm having an old friend for dinner. (laughs) Can you hear it now? (laughs) Okay, now I can hear it. Right? Yeah. So just imagine that that's Morgan Freeman talking about Andy Dufresne. Morgan Freeman. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Get busy All right, now you've totally ruined Shawshank Redemption for me. 
so because I was I was I captured that oh, moment okay. and I was like either I get ri- get busy living or get busy, or get busy eating other people eating other people. <laughs> there you go. Audible.com sponsored this show. Shoot this we, mother. We we appreciate them. Uh, Audible.com. Audible.com. Audible.com slash cheap seat reviews. You can get a free audiobook. Free. You can free. S- stick on your phone, your iPad, whatever for your long rides, your short rides, whatever. Just. Stick it on there. Your Stick free it in rides. Your, your, uh, your, in your ear holes and enjoy a good audio book. Uh, thank you again to Audible, uh, audible.com for all their support. Audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. Jodie Foster claims that during her first meeting between Lecter and Starling, Anthony Hunt already said this, uh, the, the, uh, the accent thing. Um, apparently my soundtrack grade got mixed in here with the trivia somehow. I didn't do it. Uh, I know you didn't this time. Well, I've got some interesting trivia. Hold on, I'm not done. Um, I have, I have <laughs> a lot. There's, there's one that I thought was actually interesting. What? When Claire, when Clarice visits Doctor Lecter in his the new facility, and she's given that whole um, story about how she wanted to save one of the lambs, right? And she literally says a line: "I thought if I could just save one, there is a noise in the background, and a grip dropped a wrench on the ground." You had one job. You had one job, and it was to not drop that wrench. And after, uh, but the but no one cut the scene, and the two actors were so into it that they didn't stop. They didn't break character. And then as soon as they someone, when as soon as the uh, director yelled "cut," Foster turned her head and yelled, "What the hell was that?" So I had, of course, go back and see if I could find it. And I had the studio, my studio monitors cranked, and then I put it through my headphones, and I had those at. Crank to eleven. It is of the slightest noise in the in the movie. I mean, it doesn't sound like a wrench hitting metal. It sounds like just a thump. Um, so I was gonna record it if it actually sounded like you know something worth recording, but it sounded like this. There you go. So, um, uh, John Hurt, Christopher Lloyd, Dustin Hoffman, Patrick Stewart, Lewitt Gossett Jr. Robert Duvall, Jack Nicholson, and Robert De Niro were all considered oh. for the role of Dr. Hannibal Lecter. I think I might have wanted to see a De Niro do that. <sighs> De Niro I could see. Duvall I could see. Yeah. De, I don't know about De Niro, any else. De Niro. Lou Gossett Jr.? Oh, a, that would have been. A black... Uh, I, I can't even do his accent. What, what do you it? have against black serial killers? Uh, they don't exist. There actually aren't very many, truth be told. You know why? Why? It's too much work. <laughs> corny corny said that i just yeah, want our listeners yeah. to understand that corny mentioned that one star review from black serial killers um oh man uh jeremy irons actually turned down the role because he had just played klaus von burlo bulo in reversal of fortune in 1990 and he didn't want to play another dark character but then two years later plays the bad guy in die hard with a vengeance so you know, whatever. Um, there were 300 applicants for the role of Clarice, including Nicole Kidman and Halle Berry. Okay, Halle Berry in 91? Did we even know who the hell she was in 91? Uh, let's find out. I mean, I, I, as soon as I read that, I thought, truth be told, I didn't know who Halle Berry was before Monster, not Mon- yeah, Monster's Ball. Well, we all knew her from X Men. She was that before Monte. Oh uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, how do I yeah. Halle Berry. H A L L E B E R R. What? H A L L E 
B E R R. I got, I got, I got. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We would have wanted a uh, 1991 uh, Halle Berry. I mean, I guess she would have been very attractive, mm. but like, I can't. In '91, she was doing a different world in Jungle TV Fever. Series. And Jungle Fever. Well, yeah, Jungle Fever. Oh, dear. The, Strictly Business. The Last Boy Scout. What is she in? The, oh, she's one of the strippers in The Last Boy Scout. Whoa, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. She would have been hot, but that's all she would have had going for. I don't yeah, think that's she's, all that matters. When, you when need some acting chops. Yeah, you, when, when you're, again, when you're playing Corey with an eye, not that there's anything wrong with growing Corey with an eye, because I work with one. But anyway, but she doesn't listen to this show. That's okay. Kind of like um, Eric with a C, nice guy. Eric with a K, evil son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I work with an Erica with a C and a K. Uh, so, uh, yeah, exactly. Devil. <laughs> yeah, she, anyway, she's whatever. And I auditioned for the role, and Andy McDowell also was considered. Uh, I could see actually, her. Yeah, I could see Andy McDowell. Here's the three that I find interesting. Doing it well, yeah. Meg Ryan, Michelle Pfeiffer, no. and Melanie no. Griffin turned down the role because of the disturbing subject matter. I oh, can't I... see Meg Ryan. I could kind of see Michelle Pfeiffer. Melanie Griffith, I don't care. I don't care. I can How old kinda... was Sharon Stone at this point in time? Sharon Stone? Wasn't this Basic Instinct era? Basic Instinct was like 92 or 93. So yeah, yeah right, so... right around there. I don't know. Um, but she kind of looked old. Sharon. No, I don't want you there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, she's just... She had the sex appeal, definitely. Um, Basic Instinct, yeah, was 92. Uh, so yeah, again, that's just a sex appeal. I think they did fine with Jodie Foster, but again, I would have been fine with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I actually wouldn't mind of seeing a John Hurt version of Hannibal Lecter because John Hurt plays some good bad guys. Uh, I don't know if I could have seen Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With the body, body, body. I gotta eat these people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I will say this, and this is the Trek and whatever, but he plays a Klingon in Star Trek Three, yeah. and I actually really like his version of of a Klingon in Star Trek Three. He's actually one of the only good parts of that movie. Yeah. Subtitle Marty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's all the trivia. Oh, wait, wait. I actually have a bit of trivia that uh, you might not have seen. So, for those of you playing at home. Um, on the butterfly that covers Jodie Foster's face. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, where you're going. It's not like a little pattern on the butterfly. It's actually four naked women in a uh, um, some formation of some sort. But that's used actually there, and it's also used in the Crystal Skull um, movie. That terrible, terrible Indiana Jones movie. It's pretty neat. Um, I forget yeah, the name it, of it, but. Uh, when I was looking up graphics for the website for this movie, I, I found that too. I was like, "Whoa, wait a second! It's not just a skull." Yeah, yeah, it's not just a skull. It's uh, actually it's, four. People. The bodies are laid out to look like a a skull. It's interesting. I I did I did read that trivia, and I um, truth be told, I just dismissed it because um, I didn't know what it meant when I was reading it when it said the skull. Um, so. Yeah, very cool. So, you know, at, at a certain point in the movie when um, the fool's gold, right? Mm-hmm. The, was it Hester's Moffat or yeah, something, like, something that. like that, right? Oh, it was the other. But yeah, but I think it's the other name. So I was, I was thinking along the same lines of, of what kind of anagrams your name, your names w- would produce. Our names? Did you put our names into a, your uh, names. an anagram yes. oh, uh, this is generator? Yeah, going to. Yep. Hold on, this deserves a, t- a, t- a tune. This deserves a... Um, 
Otherwise, no, you were. Whoopsie. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, Sean, the first one comes up. Uh, Rwanda Hells. Rwanda Hills. Or uh, the one I like the best, Land Whalers. Yeah, Land Whalers. You're the Land Whalers. That's right. What about the whales? Right. Land Whalers. <laughs> that sounds like a fantasy football name, doesn't it? Yeah. The Cleveland Land Whalers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Chad Se- didn't have a whole lot just Seattle. because there's not there's not too many letters in his name. Seattle so we've got um, Cave Hands. <laughs> cave, cave Hands? Cave or, Hands? Uh, oh my cave gosh, Chad, the... That is your down name. I'm going to call you that. Cave no. Hands. Cave Hands. Cave Hands. Chad or, Cave Hands uh, Evans. This is great. Or uh, Ached Vans. Cat Havens. Cat, yeah. no, Cave Hands. Definitely Cave Hands. Cave Hands. Yeah, cave I hands. thought that was the best Oh my one. gosh. Corny, good lord, yeah. since your name has so many letters, it, uh, Bring it, on. <laughs> it was quite a few. It's popping it up again. I got to hurry up, computer. Um, but, uh, well, shoot. What's this break brought to you by, Chad? Or, I'm sorry, Cave Hands. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll Chad, have, got a new we'll, nickname. <laughs> what, we'll have to come back to Corny. And but, all of uh, our listeners oh. now know it. Yeah. Damn it, Swarly. That's right. <laughs> No more Swarly. No more Swahili. No more Swarlyman. Man, what's wrong with Swarls? I don't know. He's been all crazy recently. Um, so, Sam, did you do one for you? No, I did not. Of course you didn't. Well, I'm going to do one for you right now. Uh, what is it? Anagram.com or something? Anagram. Oh, I just searched uh, make anagrams online. Internet anagram server wordsmith.org. Yeah, that's this the is, one I mean. They're going to get some love. Find anagrams for Is it Sam or Samuel? Sam. Samuel. Sam Ed Vector. Your real name? Well, I, it's it's Sam. It's not Ed. It's not Samuel. It's really just no, Sam. Just plain Sam. My parents are fairly hippie-ish. Gamer Vest. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Gamer Vets. Gamer Vest. That's actually really good. Gamest Rev. Graves Met. Grave <laughs> Grave Stem. Master Veg. Master Veg. That is. Yes! Yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> or Stream Veg. Stream Veg. Tamer Veg. Tamer of Eggs. Alerts Gem. Oh, Averts Gem. There's no L. Avert Gems. You a lot. A Merges TV. A Germ Vest. <laughs> uh, you got a lot. Gosh. Holy hell. Sarge MTV. Rage EMS TV. Sea <laughs> Germ TV. Sea Germ Run. Uh, Mr. Etos Veg. Etots. Mr. Setveds. This is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I'm doing this for all of my students. Um, and they will hate me. What about men? What about men? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do Yeah, men. we're still loading. Yeah, see if Corny's will pop up a little better on yours than it did on mine. Yeah. Mine's still thinking. I'll get a Mac and they won't do that. Right, oh, here we go. Here we go. Al- allegoric nouns. Bye. Coinage unrolls. <laughs> How about larcenous lingo? <laughs> wow. Nuclear loosing. I'm sorry, what? Nuclear loosing. <laughs> or if nuclear he... soloing. <laughs> I, I There we go, nuclear soloing. Dude, this is hilarious because it's not pulling up for mine either. Okay, so I guess it's I, having, it's there having... is a ton, I mean a ton for Corny. So. I spelled your name right, right? Yeah. If you use my full name, or if you use, my, if you use Charles instead of Chad, it will not pull up anything for me. <laughs> Yeah, if we won't pull anything in. This is great. Anyway. Yeah, it. sorry. Okay, that was just a... No, sorry, Chad. You'll, you'll always be... Cave hands. Cave, cave hands. hands. 
<laughs> I actually do want to see what Charles pulls up. Let's see what Charles pulls up real quick. Just sorry, listeners. No, no this is not fun for you. But this is hilarious. totally, totally tangent. Oops. But it was the first thing I thought of when I saw that the scene in there. I was like, ah, I'm going to go look up anagrams. I still can't spell. Holy crap, Corny. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Your hand just quit. <laughs> I mean, geez, I just quit life. Uh, I can't say any of those words. Caravel hens. <laughs> Caravel's hens. Ashcan. Uh, yeah, Ashcan levers. Ashcan levers. Yeah. Uh, Chasers navel. Search navels. <laughs> Search navels. Yeah. Raven clashes. There you go. Oh really? Sorry, K fans. Oh, Raven clashes. That's a cool name. It's gonna be a thing. It's gonna be a thing. Oh my god, anal chess rev. <laughs> <laughs> so uh rev anal chess how are you where did, I, didn't, I didn't see the i haven't seen the raven yet one that's pretty good clash van seer ranch saves l Cla- look yeah clash van seer that sounds like a world of warcraft name doesn't it it's awesome it does uh, man holy what clan oh, there's a bunch of clan stuff in there <laughs> scan ha elvers anyway scan lash veer i'm done anyway. Okay, moving anyway, on. Anyway, yeah. Good, good job, K fans. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, we're going to pay for this soon. That's it, right? <laughs> Time for um, the top three, right? Good, good. <laughs> top three. We decided to do top point. three um, serial killers. Serial killers from movies. From movies. Not from, you know, like Ted Bundy's my favorite. No. Some uh, movies. So. Uh, Chad. Oh, where's my list? I don't know. Oh. Did you leave oh. it in your cave? <sighs> uh. so, so use your hand to go get it? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'd like to point out that. He said that with glee and then took a drink. <laughs> with, with, uh, with, as, long as, as long as he did. Hold on. Uh, too soon? Okay. What, what you got, Chad? I hate you all. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Psycho. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. A Sweeney Todd. Uh, yep, I knew that was going. I almost put him up there. I just don't. I I don't like that movie as much. <sighs> it's because it's got singing, and you know, it's got a little bit of class. So right. I wouldn't imagine that you would like it. Yep. And of course, seven Di- dinosaurs aren't eating people, so there's nothing to, for him to care about. But Clever people girl. are eating people. Clever girl. People are eating people, yeah. which is always good. And with our theme. people, so it's to say, it's basically Silence of the Lambs the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound awesome? Let's make that happen. Corny. All right. So uh, number three, I'm going to go with Jigsaw from Saul. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Clyde Shelton from Law Abiding Citizen. Is that, um, what's his face's name? Gerard Butler. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. And my number one, and you're going to argue with me, but stick with it. Slimer from Ghostbusters. He doesn't Serial kill people. Killer? Now, for a serial, serial killer, has to be basically killing of your own kind in some way, shape, or form. Does he kill ghosts? He helps. He helps capture ghosts, I and he's allowed to just run around free. I don't think it's of your own kind. I yeah. think literally, you're that's thinking from the of, cartoon. You're from the cartoon. Yeah, but this is the that's, movies. That's, yeah. He's still. Yeah, pil- we're gonna argue, and no, I, you're no. wrong. <laughs> no, Chad, do you allow it? I do not allow it. Damn <laughs> you, Chad. Damn you, Cave Hands. Cave Hands <laughs> does not allow it. Okay, fine. Then my actual number one is Norman Bates from Psycho. <laughs> He's my actual number one. I like that. Uh, Sam. 
You know, I've never seen that Psycho. I don't know if it's worth it. Well, it's watch worth. the first one. Don't watch the one with uh, what's the name? Uh, douchebag Batman. Not Batman. Um, Christian Bale did one. No, he did American. No, he did American. Oh, yeah. Psycho. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. What's Speaking going on. of, my number three is his character Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. That's such a good movie. It's so freaking it weird. It is weird, too, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, number two is Detective Nick Ruskin in Kiss the Girls. Oh, yeah. So that he was always kind of creepy. And my number one is John Doe from Seven. Yep. Um, I wrote down Khan because he kills a lot of people. But I don't know if you would consider him like serial killer. Um and then, of course, we joked off air that you know, I would put Jaws. Um, <laughs> then we could go animal serial killers. Yeah, which we're not going to do. a few of those, yeah. yeah. We're not going to do that. Every anaconda um, ever in any movie. I, I did write, yeah, exactly. I did write uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, his character in Seven. Yes. Um, my, my favorite, though, number one, though, would have to be Bruce Willis's character in The Jackal. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I don't think I've seen that one either. It, it's, it's, a good one. it's a pretty fun movie. Uh, and I actually do mean fun because a movie that the sole purpose of the movie is about Bruce Willis, who is the bad guy, trying to kill somebody. Um, I know who, but I'm not going to tell you who because that's part of the point. Um, it, there, there actually is some kind of fun in that, especially when he, uh, spoiler alert, when he kills Jack Black. Uh, no. he, he blows his arm off and then said he, he sights the gun down the whatever to try to shoot the cigarette pack out of his hand. And then he pulls the trigger and he blows his arm off. And he looks at Jack Black as he's bleeding on the ground and says, told you it was off by three millimeters. So anyway, it's kind of funny. Good chops. There you go. There you go. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, this thing happens. If it's no Scottish, it's crap. I, want, I just wanted to hear it again. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it again. Angry Scotsman, uh, it's been over two weeks since we've heard your sweet, docile tones. Lots of vitriol in this. What do you have to say to us? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, howdy, hey there. Good evening, you bastards. It feels like it's been about uh, ages since I last talked to you. Uh, I hope that you had a good Christmas and uh, a New Year's. I wish I could say that I missed you, but that would be a lie. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, though, I did kind of miss chatting with you when I got the chance. And so it's good to be back, though. So I got to thinking the other day, what better way to start off the new year than to tell you guys about my resolution? So let's get one thing straight. When I make a resolution, it is not a pansy resolution like some people make. And I stick to it. I don't break it like everybody else does. Oh, I'm going to go out there and lose £100. No, you're not, fat ass. Go out and eat your pizza. Drink your beer. There's not a damn thing wrong with you. I mean, you know what I get sick of? I'm sick and tired of seeing these skinny people. Oh, look at me. My life's so great because I have a, a beautiful ass. And I can't look at my washboard abs. Go screw yourself, okay? You know, I have a six-pack, too. I just happen to keep mine in the fridge. Because, let's face it, everybody into, like, likes their beer the cold. Do you ever find someone who likes to drink warm, piss-ass beer? No. No one does. They like it cold. So you can go screw yourself, Richard Simmons. Okay? <laughs> Quit parading around in your little whitey tighties and showing off your abs. 
No one likes to see an old grandmother's abs. Put them back where they belong, please. For God's sakes. I probably shouldn't Does talk about her. I think she has sued every person that's ever made fun of her anywhere in the media. So if I talk about her and this show gets sued, I mean, my God, this show would be bankrupt, right? Uh, what kind of name is Richard for a lady anyway? She must be British. All right. Uh, so now on to my resolution. And I am going to keep this, I've already said. I am going to help boost your ratings. That's my job. I'm going to help boost the ratings of this show. All right, so what I'm going to do... Now, this is ironclad. It will work, okay? What I'm going to do is I'm going to find in every movie that you review how it relates back to Sean Connery. I think that that will be the best route for us to go here. And people will be turning this thing on every minute that they can. They'll be jogging to it. They'll be running on their treadmills, listening to this podcast for inspiration as they work out, right? That's, I think it's fantastic. Uh, so there we have it. That's what I'm going to do for you. And we're going to start with Silence of the Lambs. So ready? Here we go. I did not. This is how it connects to Sean Connery. I don't know where you get your facts and trivia that you read about your, your, the films that you review. But well, I have found some things. I just Googled it, and so anyone can find this. For what it's worth, ladies and gentlemen, I actually don't usually screen his uh, voicemails, whatever you want to call it, these, these audio clips. I, if, so he t- if, he makes, if he pulls out Scott Glenn and Hunt for Red October, I didn't know about it ahead of time. Okay, I'm just saying. I didn't get it's it from it's him. It's on YouTube. But there's a scene that's kind of behind the scenes, deleted scenes, uh, where actually part of this film was started as Sean Connery playing two characters, not one, but two characters okay, in this, this movie. Isn't... He was Hannibal Lecter <laughs> and Clarice, and they filmed it almost like they did The Parent Trap. Okay, this is... Uh, I guess they did the not with the cocaine head. And uh, so they would film it. He's in the cell in the prison uniform and the slick back hair and then they would stop filming and he would go to the makeup and they would change clothes and he would do outside the, the cell and film as Clarice. So uh, the problem though I heard was he, you know, he's such a great actor that he did not want to use fake parts uh, to, to show the cannibalism. He okay, actually no. ate someone's face and that's a true actor right there. So I, I don't know if you can find that. Like it's it might be on Scottish uh, YouTube, <laughs> but on the different. American one it might be there too. I I don't know, but that's how it connects. And I hope you can um, enjoy that little tidbit of information. Uh, so yeah, all right. Now as for uh, let's talk about next week, right? It's here, the live episode. You're actually going to take your four faces yeah. and put them in front of live people. <laughs> Doesn't that thought. scare the shit out of you? Yes. I, I, really I mean, guys, have you looked in the mirror lately? Actually, I've seen those pictures too. that uh, Sam puts on Facebook, and they're not that attractive. I'm not going to lie. Chad, have you seen Chad's head? It's enormous. He's got another one. Uh, and... Right? We have to make sure that uh, someone has one of those dog collars, you know, one of the big cones to put on Corny so that he's not eating while this thing's going on. Because let's face it, Corny, you know, all right, that's not attractive to sit there and watch you eat a bag of Funyuns while you do this show. All right? 
so if I'm able, I might try to be there. Uh, I might just sit here on my ass. I don't know. But the uh, Charlotte, uh, what they called, uh, no, excuse me, I'm sorry, the Carolina Panthers are actually doing okay for a terrible football team. So I might come in and catch a game of football and then go get a pint or right two here. or right. 12 and then come by your show. But probably not. I will probably just sit here on my ass and scratch my balls because that's what's comfortable for me and I would probably get arrested doing it there in public. But we'll see. Again. All right, so that's it for me. And as my friends on the moon say, I'll be the same. <laughs> if you haven't seen Iron Sky, don't uh, don't. don't. <laughs> I, I actually do want to watch the director's cut. Have you guys seen the second one? <gasps> Wait, they're making a second one, and the teaser poster has Hitler on a dinosaur. Yes, <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, they literally have Hitler on a T Rex. Like I, I actually can't wait for this movie to come out. Like this is, wait. this is like the the non super overhyped version of Sharknado. Yeah, you know. Anyway, um, that's it. That's our episode uh, out of ten. That's next, and then this end episode. Chad, um, I don't know. Uh, how many? Uh, how many plates of uh, barber beans? Uh, sauteed brains. How, how, well, that was in oh, this that's movie. That's movie. Um, yeah. Uh, how many? Ow. How many um, bloody lamb chops would you give this out of ten? Ooh, how many bloody lamb chops? I'm gonna have to give it a solid eight and a half lamb chops. I don't know. Uh, there you go. Oh, Sam, I'm not writing these down. Deal with it. Um, Corny, uh, yeah, how, I... how how many? Um, <clears throat> how many? Oh, what's that? How many? How do... many? How many faces that you can rip off yourself like they do in Mission Impossible, but not? Uh, out of ten, would you give this? I was gonna say, how many dudes look like a lady? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. How many nipple rings would you give this? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with the uh, Chad score. I'm gonna have to do an eight, eight and a half as well. There you go, Sam. Um, I'll, you know, I love it. It's one of the classics. I'm gonna give it eight and a half burning, burning down houses out of ten. <laughs> well, house was burnt, but fine. Should house have, should have, yeah, should have. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this, um, just to buck the trend, but I did like the movie, I'm going to give it an 8.25 <laughs> out of 10, <coughs> awkwardly, Lame. Lo- awkwardly <coughs> reloading the gun uh, out of 10. There you go. I think you were the only person with a problem. I, you know, you should though. give it an 8.38. Why? 38 special. Oh, 30, okay. 8.38. Suck it, Sam. Do the math there. Um, Suck it, Sam. Um, there you go. Next week, literally, uh, by the time that this posts, it'll be just a few days away, our live episode. Uh, I'm going to put it over Facebook. The, um, the local chapter, Find Me Alpha, has been very helpful. They've been um, helping us advertise. We will be doing a live stream. Um, it's literally like livestream.com slash sight and sound. There will uh, be a link from our website. There will be yes. a link on the website. Um, Posting. It, it's not there now. Is it, is it up, Sam, yet? No, not yet. No. Okay, it'll be up there really, really soon. Probably by the time this episode airs. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So check it out. Please come if you can. I'm super excited. We're all really excited. We're going to watch a terrible film, uh, and we're going to have a good time with it. Uh, Sam has never seen it. Chad, you've not seen it yet either, have you? 
I have not. This will be a treat for both of you. Um, Corny and I. Have, I saw the trailer that you posted on Facebook, and I'm so excited. Corny and I have both seen this. I've actually seen it twice, so this will be my third viewing. Uh, I will tell you this little quick tidbit: the uh, director of the theater that uh, will be running uh, showing this, uh, he had he has to screen all movies that they show. <laughs> he sent me text all night. He's like, "I hate you. This is the worst piece of garbage." He said. <laughs> I think you, me, and a handful of guys from the union could make a better film in my basement tonight. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Actually pretty, that's pretty fair. Uh, uh, on our cell phones, using the uh, FX uh, app that J.J. Um, Abrams produced. So, anyway, there you go. Uh, uh, Steve? Um, take us out. Take us out. Uh, so, thanks again for, for, so. for, for a, a year that we've been... Um, podcasting it up we've been podcasting for a calendar year by the time this airs and we do the live episode we will have surpassed that one year so thank you again for the listeners for for actually listening and continuing to download our show so that we actually can remain on air uh so to speak um um what are we doing next week well we're, we're doing starcraft sorry i'm just reading my script um uh, check us out on, on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us review on iTunes. We love your reviews. Please, you know, whatever you want to say, whatever you how bad we are, how good we are, whatever. Please, we want those. Uh, visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. Leave us a like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. Follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. Please send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And on behalf of Chad, Corny, Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. We can't wait to see you all next week. And, uh, you know, don't let your face get eaten off by a psychopath.